Welcome to the Hidden Orchard Podcast. On this podcast, we will explore the deeper concepts and the intersection of Jewish wisdom, the New Testament, and science. We will bring you fascinating insights from the ancient and modern sources, all with the goal of improving and getting the most out of life. Visit our website at thehiddenorchard.com to subscribe to our newsletter and get more information like this. Now, today's episode. For as long as humanity can remember, the moon has captivated us. Unlike the sun, an independent light source, the moon's brilliance is derived from reflecting the sunlight it receives. For this reason, the moon holds a special place as a symbol of humility and reflection in Jewish thought. In the book of Genesis, God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. Thus the sages mused that the sun and moon were initially created identical in size, in the beginning. According to an ancient Midrash, the moon once approached the creator and asked, Master of the universe, can two kings serve with one crown? To this he replied, go and diminish yourself. The moon said, Master of the universe, I spoke correctly in my question. Must I diminish myself? To this the creator said, go and rule with the sun during the day, and at night you alone can rule. Recognizing the problem, the moon asked, What is the greatness of a candle in the middle of the day? Finally, the Creator said, Go, let the Jewish people count the days and years with you, and this will be your greatness. Another dimension of the sun and moon model is the masculine and feminine relationship between a man and woman, particularly in marriage. In the structure of the Sephirot, the sun can represent chesed, the active outward flow of bestowal, and the moon represents gevorah, inwardness, and the nature of receiving When Adam and Eve were created, they existed in more of a balanced state, each understanding their respective roles and the importance of both. However, estrangement and imbalance became the new normal after the sin in the garden. As God told them upon their expulsion from Eden, this would be the root of much abuse throughout history, particularly on the part of men. As is often the case, relational imbalances often give way to counter-movements, and though perhaps well-intended, counter-movements seeking to restore balance through competitive methodologies instead of cooperative, often overshoot the mark, creating more imbalance. This is the fate of really any movement that seeks to destroy the other. If not based on a proper model of balance, one that understands the importance of diversity, they are doomed to perpetuate the pendulum swing of power. As a result of the sin of Adam, we live in a world of imbalance. The push and pull of the masculine, chesed, and feminine, gevora, exists in everything, and has a tendency to become lopsided at times. However, we know these balances will be corrected when restoration is realized. This is one meaning of the verse in Isaiah 30, 26, and the light of the moon will be like the light of the sun, speaking about the messianic era. Working backwards through these, there are a few lessons we can learn. Number one, the moon is vital to telling the seasons, particularly the beginning of each month, known as Rosh Chodesh. In this, we recognize the moon as a symbol of renewal and restoration. For this reason, many Orthodox communities consider the new moon as a sort of small Yom Kippur. They take a moment to repent of the mistakes they made the prior month. Number two, though the moon is often visible during the day, it's the sun that dominates most of our waking hours. Yet nothing of the moon's existence is diminished. Though we cannot see it, we know it is present. Thus the greatness of the moon is not that it needs shine the brightest to fulfill its place in the order of creation. 
so too we can learn from this. We do not always need a spotlight or a prominent seat to have fulfilled our role in life. Number three, through its waxing and waning, the moon resembles another dimension of human nature and our winding path of spiritual growth. Though we have setbacks, we always have the chance to be whole again. Four, when the moon approached the creator, his words were measured and intentional. The Hasidic masters call attention to the creator's specific words. He said, go and diminish yourself. In this, we learn that the work of humility is an ongoing endeavor that we must develop in ourselves. Though we can and often get help from the Creator, we understand humility works best when genuine and framed within a proper acceptance of our mission in life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information like this, again, visit our website, thehiddenorchard.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter and look out for other articles posted there throughout the weeks. Reach out to us and let us know what you think of the show. Until next time, have a great week.